Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast, episode 19. So we're done with the home and away season and we're going to review week one of the finals. What did you get up to on the weekend without any footy? Preview, yeah? Did you say review? <laughs> I said review. Did I say preview, did I? I said, I said review. Uh, yeah, so we'll do that. So not a lot of footy, but it was good. Good to have a break, I think. I think it went, went by pretty quickly. Yeah, we still had the, um, yeah, we'll touch on it later, the All Australian, the MVP and Coaches Association all on the, uh, Thursday night. Yeah, it was a bit of a slow news weekend. I think there was not a lot of news. Uh, I mean, the Ben Brown stuff sort of continued a little bit. We just had it today, Sunday, so we might touch on that. But today there was a couple, there's a story with the Adelaide Crows and a couple of selection news yeah. as well, which we'll get into. Uh, yeah, so we might preview the four games and we'll do two each. And, uh, yeah, you can kick it off with Port Adelaide's game. Yeah, so Port versus the Cats on Thursday night, hoping the finals at Adelaide Oval. So last matchup was round 12 or 13. So it was a 10 goal loss by Port, which I think one of the biggest losses by the team top of the ladder at the time. That was at the Gabba. This is at Adelaide Oval. So that might be the difference this time. I think that's probably the reason why Port's not getting the recognition in the media because we got yeah, certainly torched by the Cats last time. The Hawkins is probably the, the big matchup this time around. You're probably the best individual game of the season. Six goals, seven contested marks, 12 score involvements and two goal assists. So I'd expect Jonas to go to him, um, from the first bounce towards Cleary last time. And, um, probably two differences, probably playing from behind. We tend to play from, um, in front last time. And then, yeah, just no one on one matchups, get the tools supporting him down back and you have a third man up at the contest. You think he's unlikely to do that again, right? Like six goals and seven contested marks. So I think that bodes well for you guys, I thought, if you can reduce his impact. Um, so, but you'd expect someone else to bob up, yeah? Like, yeah, like, danger. Or Gary Rowan. So you need to be mindful of those forwards. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, when that was going, to, wasn't about to touch on that now. So obviously you got Danger and Ablett that can play up forward as well. Um, Danger pretty much beat the Swans by himself in that last last round. Um, so I think yeah, that those two and Hawkins yeah, just huge matchups. I'd probably send Cleary to Dangerfield and Houston versus Ablett, but there's no real matchup for Ablett um, as well. Like I think Ablett's probably got him overhead as well. So yeah. I'd, Want to see those matchups? I'd probably send Wines to Danger in the midfield. Danger was probably second best on 24 plus three goal assists last time. And yeah, mm-hmm. Port, it's always a question with Port. Probably just need to hit up the free targets and not go to Dixon every time like we did last time. Um, so Marshall, touch on the selection a bit later, but I think Todd Marshall is probably crucial in this and just take Lockie Henderson away from that matchup and not let him go up third up. Um, and Blitzard as well. So they're probably the three that pretty much played on Dixon the whole match last time because we just targeted him every time. Did Tom, Tom Stewart play last time? Because he's playing, I think. Isn't yeah, so I probably think him or Buse go to Robbie Gray. Um, and again, that, that's a key matchup. So Stewart's been all Australian, I think, once or twice in the last Yeah, he's a good season. Yeah, Gray's probably the other match winner up forward for us. Yeah. You yeah, think, um, 
maybe O'Connor might go to a, one of the small forwards like Gray or um, yeah, Butters yeah, uh, or Rosie. Yeah, maybe Butters or Rosie. I think he got he got exposed. I think the last couple of last couple of weeks, but um, whether Rosie or Butters could yeah, mm. expose him overhead or with pace, that's probably another question. Um, Lysett and Lennon probably really need to dominate Stanley and Pritzar's in the ruck and stop it. I think that's probably a point of difference of what I'd expect Guthrie to go to Boke. Um, I'd assign Rockcliffe to Selwood at the stoppages. Um, and the Dersman to run with Menengolu, yeah, tore us apart last time as well. Um, Butters and Rosie are probably the, the other key players for us as well. They're probably finals players. I think Rosie had a big sample finals campaign the year before he got drafted. So, um, yeah, those, those two players expect them to step up. Um, I'm tipping four by eight points, but yeah, it's a heavily biased tip, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Cats did win. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know about it being biased. I mean, I think a neutral looking at this would also probably lean towards Port, um, because the last sort of month, Port have been pretty impressive. Like, they've done what they had to do against uh, Essendon, and who else to play? You played another lowly team and smashed them. And, um, and Geelong, they sort of just got over the line against um, the Swans. And even they win against Essendon. I think their first quarter, first half they dominated and then probably yeah, put the cue after that. But yeah, I think the pressure would be on Geelong here to like, to win because they've been building, because they want to get that premiership. Yeah, the media is, this is what they'll be talking about. Like, uh, Ablett to get another premiership and um, Dangerfield to get one. So I think all the pressure is going to be on yeah, Chris Scott. Yeah, their finals record's not great. It's obviously Ablett's last season as well. Um, didn't touch on Stanley too, so they didn't trust him to take first rock in the final last season. So I think he's the news today is he's coming back in. So um, yeah, you wouldn't play Blitzar's first rock. In terms of changes, that probably means Radigalia goes out. Um, Jack Stephen might be lucky to to play. Um, and then I think Butters and Cleary will definitely come in for Woodcock and Bonner. Burton to lean it. Hopefully he doesn't get selected because, yeah, his body just hasn't held up. And Westhoff and Marshall is probably the popular pick, but I'd still play Marshall instead of Westhoff. No time for, uh, yes, sentiments at this time. Yeah. I reckon, yeah, I'll tip Port as well. I think, yeah, maybe by a couple of goals. I think being at Adelaide Oval is a pretty big advantage. And um, and, and someone like Travis Burke, I can see him really, really stamping his authority early, especially he'd remember playing in 07 and Selwood, who was picked like two picks before or after him in the draft. Like, we should I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I'd watch this game even just to watch Burke and even the, yeah, the midfield trio, Cliff, Lines, and Burke. Go head to head with yeah, Danger, Selwood, and Tablet um, should be a good good game. So move on to your preview of the uh, Lions and Tigers. Yeah, so this one is Friday night at the Gabba. So uh, uh, heading into it, yeah, Tigers have sort of got the wood over the uh, Lions at the moment. They've, they beat them in the prelim, I think. qualifying yeah. final last year. Last year, yeah. And again, this year, in a pretty big game, they 
beat them as well. So the Lions, they were inaccurate last time, last couple of times they played them. So they need to convert early to just to, for some self relief, I reckon, because yeah. the Tigers would have that psychological advantage over not only the Lions, but probably every other team in the competition. Do you reckon the Lions are in a better position this year than last? Yeah, I think I think they always are. Like another year of experience, and um, I mean, many teams don't make the grand final, win a premiership the first year they're in finals. So you'd expect this time they're better, but we'll have to see. I think so. They're, they're like seventeen, eighteen games more experienced this time around, and um, yeah, they went out in straight sets. So I think yeah, the coach would definitely like it be sort of ensuring that that doesn't happen again. Uh, onto the team changes. So there's a, there was a few uh, injury clouds over this game. So the Tigers had Lynch, Bolton and Prestia out for the last sort of three or four weeks. So it seems like Prestia and Bolton will come back and Lynch has been ruled out. Do you reckon that's the right move? Yeah, I think... Yeah, they got they got a double chance. If, I think if it was a knockout final, they would have played him. But yeah, you got you got the knockout, you got the double chance, and you got a few other ins like Press. He was their BNF last year, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so I think he has the right call. Yeah, you're right. They do have a second chance of giving him an extra week to get him fully fit. I think probably a no-brainer, especially because they don't have any. This is, I mean, he's an important player, but they can probably cover him up forward with guys like Rewalt, Martin, Bolton, and, um, and Chol, he wasn't, he's been good. He wasn't like a guaranteed to get dropped. So I reckon if Lynch had have played, I reckon Chol would have probably played as well. Yeah. Give him a chop out drop. Um, for the Lions, Andrews comes back. And I think Barry is coming back as well. Yeah. But, you know, they're both important. Um, yeah, I think it's probably so, who would go out for the Tigers. I uh, you think um, Pickett, Miss uh, uh, Ross, Caddy, I think. yeah, Caddy and Ross for sure. Um, Caddy and Pressy are best mates too, so just the one get one gets swapped out for the other. Yeah. I mean, Caddy's a good player, so it's, it's pretty good on Richmond that they can't find a spot for them. Just yeah. probably lacks a yard of space. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah, any other team I've ever probably get a game. Uh, we'll touch on a couple of X-Factors for these teams. So I, I think Steph Martin's inclusion in the last couple of weeks is a pretty big one, and it's unknown as well, I think. Uh, maybe the Oppo analysis might not be as thorough. And it allows, yeah, Harry, um, to go, what's his name, Oscar McInerney to go up forward. Yeah. So it could potentially play that Cox role, you reckon? Like he's got that reach, something that could worry Grimes and the like. Yeah, he's definitely got, he's definitely the best contestor mark in, in the lines. And the Tigers defense has always been undersized. Yeah. So I think, and he played okay last time to play. He just couldn't keep straight, but I think. He could be a danger demand as well as Cam Rayner. I think Rayner's been pretty good this year. He's hitting the scoreboard. Probably needs to get a few more touches around the ground. But I think, yeah, he might be one of those sort of finals type players 
And for Richmond, I think, yeah, Dan Rioli, similar reasons as Rayner. And he's proven as well, can step up in big games. And Shane Edwards missed a big chunk of the year, so he'd be yeah. looking to uh, have a good final series. And uh, quickly on matchups, you reckon Lyon goes to Martin, the player yeah. Lyon? I don't, I don't mind that matchup. It's uh, probably the best like for like in the midfield for the Lions, but who, who would go to him up forward? That's he plays a, for, maybe Gardner probably. Yeah, He's got the strength. Not sure if he has the speed, but um, I mean Starchevich. Starchevich. Yeah. He's very athletic. I reckon um, he could, but it's probably too inexperienced. On the other side of the ground, you've got Charlie Cameron. Who do you, who takes him? Who normally takes the smalls? Is it Baker? Yes, it was Grimes in last year's final, but if they're playing. Uh, if they're playing McInerney, Hipwood, and McStay, then you probably, yeah, probably one of the smaller types. You got it, Charlie. I'd like to see them throw Barry up forward a bit as well. Like if they, I mean, their midfield's okay in terms of depth now. So um, yeah, Barry's a big player, so he can hit the scoreboard. But I think um, I could see the Lions getting up, but I think in the end, the Tigers will be too professional. So I'm tipping them by 24 points. Do you have a tip? Yeah, I think the Tigers telling this to my, my flag tip. And I think Rewald dominated Jackson Payne last time. So if Lynch is out, then you, yeah, Paris Andrews should shut down Rewald. So it's probably just where the Tigers are going to get their goals from. But yeah, they're just too even across the board, I think. Yeah, I think it'd take a brave tipster to tip um, yeah, against Richmond. We might uh, yeah, move on to the uh, one of the elimination finals. Yeah, so Eagles in Pies, that Saturday night at Optus. So Eagles uh, unbeaten at home this season, 7-0. So they're probably unbackable favourites, particularly if Gov plays. I don't think he's been ruled out or in yet. 11-goal um, win at the same ground the last time these two teams matched up. I think everything went wrong for the Pies that day. Pendles with a late, late withdrawal. Um, few of their players were injured and down, so uh, wouldn't expect it to be a hammering like last time. Um, yeah, Brody Grundy has to reproduce the form of the last two seasons versus Nick Nat for the Pies to have any chance. Nick Nat just jumped all over him last time and dominated it out to Nick to advantage. Uh, for the Pies, Degoe's probably just got to kick at least three um, for the Pies to have any chance. I'd expect Shepard to go to him who isn't all Australian, so that should be a pretty good matchup to watch. Yeah, you'd think Dugowie would sort of be their go-to. Yeah, I mean they do have taller players, but he's the he's the one. And I think he had a, he had a five-goal game, I think, against Creo or yeah, yeah, um, at Optus. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So no, he he'd be the key. Uh, do you think Stevenson plays? Yeah, I think you have to. I think with the with the amount of goals the Pies mids don't kick, um, and truly their defence that's really held them up all season. I think third third rated. Yeah, you need you need Stevenson. I think he had a poor game against Port, but I'd expect him to have yeah a couple if he does play. And Jamie Elliott's the other one too. Those two probably need to quick probably four between them as well. Yeah, because they might not be as consistent, but they. The players that can bob up and kick a couple of yeah. uh, like out of the blue goals and yeah, just to spark the team. I think it's worth the risk. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think Cox and Mychek get probably their role every week just to bring the ball to ground minimum, um, especially Garvin, Barras, just, you know, they just intercept after intercept. So, yeah, Darcy Moore, I think he'll have his hands full, so he probably can't play off as, as much as you'd want. Um, so Moore and Rufford yeah, need to stop Kennedy and Darling, and that probably leaves yeah, Liam Ryan and Oscar Allen yeah, just the icing on the cake, Maynard and maybe Langdon or um, yeah, not sure who goes to those two. They're probably the the X factors because they could probably got four stars out of six up for the the Eagles. Yeah, they can. They've got a lot of fire firepower forward. Um, but saying that, I think Collingwood's defense is generally pretty decent compared to other teams. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah how how they match up. And, uh, yeah, Collingwood, they're a good team. Um, I think we all know this by now. They, they play pretty well away. Like they don't, yeah. They've got a good record. So, but like you said, they get smashed last time. So, um, who knows what, what happens? Uh, I think Collingwood, they're more or less full strength, aren't they? It's just, um, how probably. Yeah, yeah how and now uh, sidewalk. So they're probably the two. I mean, yeah, those two out, they're probably. Two of their five A graders, I think, with Grundy and Degoe and and more mm-hmm. approach or six approach. Two of their six A graders are out, so it's yeah, huge, huge outs for them. Um, Eagles probably have their best twenty-two apart from Yo. Uh, I think yeah. Chris Hutchings, Jeddah, Kennedy, Gov, Redden, and Shui to return. So um, mm-hmm. they probably have their starting midfield for the first time in a while without Yo, but. Um, I'm tipping Eagles by five goals. Won't be surprised if it's more. Um, but yeah, what's your what's your tip? Yeah, I mean, again, similar to um, the previous game, it'd be hard to tip Collingwood. I think uh, with uh, with side bottom here, yeah, like you said, and I how out. I think yeah, the Eagles just have too much firepower up forward, and I think the home ground advantage is going to be another one with the. Um, Seven day quarantine, I think the highest players have to be on. Yeah. Might throw off their routine. But the Pies, they do play well when their backs are against the wall, right? So they could flick the switch and, um, turn something on. And the Eagles can be a little bit shaky. Like, I reckon they're a good team, but they're not by any means like a guarantee. So they'll go in favorites and I think I'd expect them to still win. Yeah. Maybe like three or four plays. Yeah, it's like a ground ball strategy. I think just kick the ball along the ground, don't kick it in the air. So, yeah, the likes of Govan Barras and Hearn as well. Yeah, similar to what the Kangaroos did. Like, just, um, yeah, we weren't bombing bombing it in long the last time uh, the Eagles played. So, um, yeah, it'll be another interesting game. They've had a good, um, like, the last three or four years, I think. Move on to the Saints and the Dogs, maybe the game of the round. Yeah, I reckon it's the hardest to tip, I think, with any confidence. The, yeah, so this is at the Gabba. So I think there was some talk it might have been at Adelaide Oval, but, um, yeah, the Saints, I think they had the power to select their home ground. So I think they've made the right call, I think, just because they wouldn't have to travel, I suppose. And, uh, it's a twilight game on the Saturday. So I think the Saints should be proud that they've made it this far, I think, especially for a first year. Coach in Radu, but they need a new club anyway. So even uh, even if they lose, like if it's, I mean, don't if they don't get smashed, and sort of still lose. I think it's still uh, been a successful year. 
especially because sometimes it's really hard to integrate five or six new players into a team and they've done it pretty seamlessly. Yeah, it's a good point because, yeah, all of them are yeah first-choice players and they're all in key positions along the ground, like Howard, Howard and, and Ryder mm. as well. Yeah, 100%. The Dons, they probably have a little bit more pressure uh, because of the expectation they go into this game. So um, we all know they've struggled to make finals two for two years in a row after they won that premiership in 16. So they made finals last year and got smashed in the first week. So they want to avoid that. I think both teams are pretty much full strength. Gresham is missing for the Saints, who otherwise would be a lock. McLean is probably the other one that's missing for the Dogs. But even then, he was sort of fringe. So I think, yeah, apart from a few depth players, both teams are pretty good in terms of the availability. Do you think Jake Carlisle will play? Because he's been one of those fringe players out of the side lately. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, Norton and Bruce aren't um, in the best of form. So um, whether you can get away with playing smaller type on Bruce, um, probably won't take the chance. So I think he would play. How about, how about you? Yeah, I think he would. I think it would be a good choice if he does play, just for some experience in that defence. They've got a very young defence, having a look at their team. They've got Wilkie, Patton, Caulfield, Long. Even Howard, I don't think, has played 50 games, right? So, nah, he doesn't. Yeah, so that's a very inexperienced team. So I know Carlisle doesn't have that much bonus experience, but I think yeah, having a bigger body there would be beneficial. And it, I think it'd be a good matchup for Norton as well. He's got the size, he's got that reach. Um, yeah, and then you can play maybe Howard on Bruce. The other end of the ground, I think Dogs defenders might be stretched in terms of height. King, Membry, Ryder, Marshall, if they go down there, that's a pretty tall forward line. So guys, it's like, um, who do they have in defense? Got, yeah, Keith, uh, Cordy, Gardner. Ryan Gardner's an inexperienced defender, so maybe they can take advantage of that. Do you think the game would be one or lost in the midfield. They both have pretty strong um, on-ball divisions. Yeah, it's um. I mean, that's yeah, I think that's where both teams' strength, the dog strength, is clearly their midfield and the number of players they can roll through there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've got Bont, McRae, Libba, Dunkley, Smith. They're all pretty offensive players. I think probably Libba's the one that, and maybe McCray, um, Dunkley yeah. puts on that. Uh, defensive work. So if St. Kilda can take advantage of that and um, counter and uh, be more offensive. With guys like Billings, Clark, um, yeah, Hill, the, uh, I think that's when Bulldogs can be a bit vulnerable. So St. Kilda, they've got a pretty good defensive running team as well, like Ross, Steele. Um, I think Clark's okay as well defensively. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, so the dogs might have the edge in terms of, sort of stars in the midfield. I think it's a pretty evenly balanced match matchup there. Hanover, do you reckon uh, he could be a valuable sort of an extractor sort of player? Yeah, I mean, I think they picked him up based on the experience. I think he was pretty unlucky to not win the Norm Smith. I think when they won the flag in 2012, I think it was. Um, I don't think he's like I don't think he's going to get 20 possession. I think he's just 
there to get 15 high-impact possessions, but uh, I think the match just isn't there, though. He's played, what, one match in 10 or so weeks, maybe three months? Yeah, it's his body, so you'd want it to be sound and get through it, but I think even leadership, just knowing he's out there and um, his voice and his energy, uh, I think that's what the players love about him, so if he can provide that, I think that'll go a long way. Uh, Mitch Wallace is probably one of those Bulldog spiritual leaders, really. Like, I mean, he missed out on that uh, grand final at the Dragon so I think, um, yeah, they want to win for him, potentially. And uh, he's coming into the game with an injury card as well. Um, his shoulder, so I think um, he, he looks okay. I think he didn't look too bad after that game. So, um, yeah, if Carlisle play, plays, he'll be, you know, he'll test that out. So, <laughs> Um, I'll be interested, yeah, actually. Paula plays and goes to the forward line. He yeah. probably would. Like, why not? Yeah, if he's, if he's being consistent, he probably should. I think he should, yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's not like, um, it's, yeah, I think he'd do it. Yeah, just do it. Just like that mental advantage. Like, I know for the look of the game and stuff, it might not be great, but, um, yeah, sometimes just put that aside and yeah, it'd be good to see. Yeah, I reckon the Saints can embrace the underdog status going into this game. So yeah, I reckon they'll control the ball. They'll sort of be structured. I'm just guessing here, so I mean, it could go either way. But I think um, they've got what it takes to like get the points. And I reckon I'm going to tip. Uh, yeah, the Saints about fifteen points. Yeah, I think it's fair. First match we disagree on this rather. I'm tipping the dogs. I think the dogs, um, just too strong. The Steel and Bot matchup with that eventuates would be key as well because I think Bot probably needs to have a big game for the for the dogs to win. And Bailey Smith, I think he's a finals player as well. Like he's had a, probably the best two years start yeah. that you can remember as well. So, no, he's been awesome. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, I think dogs are probably. Probably favourite, so they wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, do you? Uh, if you guys, who plays uh, winner of this? You know? is it, what do you? What do you know? I, I haven't bothered looking. Look, you can't remember. Yeah, if bet. you guys lose, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll get back to you on that one. Oh, that's alright. Don't. Worry. <laughs> we might move on. So, what did you think of the uh, all Australian team? Because that was a big talking point uh, last season. Oh, not yeah. last, well, last week. Yeah, to be honest, like every year, like I think personally, the All Australian becomes less and less significant. I don't know if it's just because kangaroo players were not ever really in contention. I mean, we would have had like three, four in the last five or six years. So whether it's that, or, or even just the selection and all the controversy, and controversy and how they select the players is putting me off. But I mean, I probably have to talk to maybe Richmond supporters and Geelong supporters like see it differently but yeah it's just something I don't really look at um, I reckon the coaches of all award might be sort of something more meaningful these days and even best and fairest I reckon that they're sort of more more important to me anyway yeah Gorm was I think six was it fifth or sixth in the best and fairest of days who did make the final so how does he get um, yeah a rough, a second rough position yeah, the, yeah, the Gorn one was an interesting one. I think a lot of people, uh, were critical about that. Uh, 
What else were they critical about? Who else? No small forwards, too. Or wingers. Yeah, the position. Yeah, positioning. Yeah, and, and Charlie Dixon in the centre half forward. I think a couple of people had an issue with that. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that so much because there's probably only two standout key forwards all year. But there wasn't really a third. I think the, I don't think there was even a third one in the forty. Was Tabernar in there maybe or in the in the what forty? Yeah, Tabernar made the forty. Tabernar was best twenty-two. Um, yeah, forward pockets like they played. I think they played. They put some midfielders in the forward pockets. Um, yeah, I know, I know Dusty can play forward and kick. Like thirty the pros if you wants to. But should they be like a like a rule of thumb, like they have to be a forward mid to play forward rather than a mid forward to play forward yeah. to get yeah. selected as forward? Yeah, I agree. Um should be one small forward. And the same thing with wingmen too, like the same rule applies to wingmen, like McRae and who was he on the other wing? I don't know, but they don't play Duff wing. Three. Duff, Duff Duff, three. Yeah. yeah, they don't play wing, so like Minagola plays wing. You would yeah. have been a yeah, so I think one way that the committee or selection panel can avoid sort of mitigate controversy would be to have a clear um, selection procedure and, like, yeah. uh, rules. So if they're going to be like, okay, we're going to select a team, how how they'll play if there's a game on the weekend and against an opposition, we're going to select a team that yeah. can take from this team. And that's going to be based on what role that player has played throughout the year. Yeah, I agree. So if they do it that way, then I get, I reckon they can still select 22 deserving of all Australian, but it's not the 22 best players for the year. So you're going to get, so yeah, I understand. So you're going to, a, a good midfielder who had a better year than a forward pocket. Yeah. He's going to miss out to that forward pocket under the way that I think they should select the team. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the way they selected the team is they put, what, pretty much 12, 13 midfielders in there. Like, no team has 12, 13 midfielders anyway. Yeah, so that's why, yeah, it's it's controversial. So they're just going to come out and address how they selected and selected. So if they come out and said, we're going to select 22 players and they're going to be the best 22 players. Yeah. Of this year, and we're not going to consider positions as much. Yeah. We're just going to put them in. Uh, I mean, then you don't need to um, position them. You don't. You don't need to do that. You just give us a list of in alphabetical order who the best twenty-two are, and oh. they can just be Australian. But if you're going to have a team, if you're going to have positions, then you need to. The criteria needs to be different. Yeah. I think that would solve the controversy. Yeah, I think that's definitely what they should do. Even the back line, I think four were tall, four of the back six were tall. Like if you, if Ryan and uh, Nick Haynes play tall as well, so like you wouldn't play four out of, four out of your back six being tall as well. So that's another improvement they can make. Yeah, I reckon they should yeah do that. But so they obviously they must have considered what I'm saying and then compared it to how they normally select, which is essentially the yeah. best twenty-two. And they've agreed the best of the year, and they probably think giving them positions and presenting it like this is more to a better image and a better look for the look for the game, which is don't agree with. And if they can solve that, it'll go a long way to making the All Australian more of a glamorous award. Because I think in, if this keeps happening, because do you reckon this year has been the most controversial it's been 
you can remember? Oh, yeah. It's controversial every year, but this is the one where I agree with the, disagree with the team the most. Yeah. I mean, like, 90% of their selections, maybe more, maybe 95% is correct. They've given yeah. it to, like, best players, but a couple doesn't make sense. And having Dusty in the forward pocket and Bontepelli forward flank, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, great. So Butler's unlucky, like you said. You put Butler in there for more firepower and then maybe yeah. another forward. Do you reckon Papley's unlucky or he deserves not to? Yeah, I think it was seven goals in the last nine weeks. So that probably rules him out. And I don't think you can play two small forwards in the All-Australian uh, 22. Just, just, yeah, just I, you probably need another midfielder in there. Yeah, yeah he, he was like um, too inaccurate. Yeah, he had a good first. You had a good start to the year, but he yeah, he did. Uh, we might move on to Brad Crouch and Stengel, Tyson Stengel's controversy. Did that, that happen like in the morning today? Monday. Yeah, today. Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, what's going to happen? What do you know much about it? Yeah, Stengel. I'm not sure what happens to him because he had a four four match ban. I think it was drink driving early this season. So whether yeah that. Is the end of his career at Crows. Like, he's a very good player. Um, not good potential, I should say. Um, Brad Couch, I mean, he won't be a Crows player for long, I would have thought. Um, I think Michael Andrew Rucci's pretty certain that he's going to go to Port, which I'm hoping he's wrong about. Hopefully, he, he hopefully gets to the Cats. You think that's his probably his best? I think there's a chance he might stay. So, I think, um, okay. Might be 50 50 at the moment. I think if I were other clubs, you might be a little bit more cautious if you had offered him a deal or considering. Yeah. Uh, you you might just taper it or like reduce it a bit now that this has happened. Um, but I think he's a genuine chance to stay as well. Yeah. They yeah don't mind living in Adelaide if he's considering. Living. Yeah. Then that must be an option. Uh, Stengel, yeah, I don't really know. I think. He's got potential. He's had a good year. I think. Uh, under the rules, he might have one more chance left. But yeah, yeah maybe. Pretty. Uh, it was silly thing, silly, uh, silly thing to do, I suppose. Yeah. I understand the off season everything, but professional footballers, you're on more money than the average person. I think some sacrifices aren't um, that much of a big deal to me. Yeah. No, I agree. So, um, yeah, the loser of Port Cats plays the winner of Eagles and Pies. And then okay. the loser of Lions and Tigers plays the winner of Saints and Bulldogs. So that's the week two matchup. Okay, cool. We want some trade news. you got a few players in the... Uh... Yeah, we might uh, talk about the three kangaroo players that are supposedly on the trade table, starting with the big one in Ben Brown. So trade value. Do you think Kangaroo's coming out and saying that he's out the door, but we're gonna find a suitable trade that we're happy with? It's, what do you think it does to his trade value, if anything? Yeah, it definitely diminishes it. Where like he's still gonna find a club, um, but it does diminish it slightly. Like there's less leverage for the Bruce now. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think um, Mitch clearly had an um, article. Clearly had an article, yeah, on the website. And he had as he had Brent Brown as a second rounder. So this was the same. And he had like all the other players as well. Yeah. He had Acos, Mancovers, Tom McDonald, Nathan Broad, Haitley, O'Halloran, who have those the two last players I said have hardly yeah. played 
at 10 games and Loney as a second rounder as well. And, uh, yeah, that just doesn't make sense in my mind how Trent Brown is the same value as those players I've mentioned. Yeah, he's, for me, he's a high first, like, sorry, low first rounder. Um, O'Halloran, Loney, Haitley, Nankervis, McDonald are probably all third rounders. Um, and Broad, I think Dacos is probably the only one out of there who's, who's a second rounder. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he, yeah, I think it was a poor article by Mitch. I think, <laughs> I think he, yeah, because his figure he had for Brown, like his salary didn't match up with what the trade value was. And I think, yeah, when it comes to the trade, I think you've got to factor in several things there, yeah, like what the contract is, how yeah. it, how the past sort of few years have been, injury and, um, yeah, the player as a person and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the kangaroos coming out and said we're shopping her around. It's, yeah, it's not ideal, I understand. Uh, the Bulldogs is the same thing with Stringer, but Stringer still netted pick 25 and 30. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, St. Kilda came out and with us saying it, they were looking for, to get rid of Josh Bruce last year. Yeah. And I think they got pick 32 and 50. So if those two players are around there, regardless of Kangaroos coming out and saying whatever about Ben Brown, I think yeah. you've got to still, the club who wants him needs to put in an, an offer. And that should be, yeah, it should be like a late first, early second. Yeah. And maybe a later pick as well, ideally. Uh, and yeah, and then that should sort of, we should be able to work out a deal. And if no deal was to come, if they've been sort of, if they're not offering us anything more than like a late second, I think the Roos should, yeah, hold their ground. And if he wants to walk into the draft, let him. So who do you think's uh, most suited to pick up Ben Brown? Uh, I think Collingwood would be, would be the ideal team, but I don't think they'll have the salary to fit him in. So that will, unless they can get rid of, or do some creative um, accounting or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they can call you. <laughs> uh, they might, um, yeah, I don't think it would be Collingwood. I think Melbourne Demons would be another good fit. I think, especially if they get rid of Tom McDonald, I reckon Ben Brown's more proven. Yeah. Um, the big uh, pockets of uh, MCG might be more ideal, Ben yeah. Brown's game. And you'll have, uh, you'll have, have Wiedemann to back him up too if he goes to the D's too, so it's a good support. Yeah, yeah. Read him in, um, and ground level, they've got like Spargo, Pickett, uh, at Ben Brown's feet. So I think that makes the most sense, especially if he wants to stay in Melbourne. Otherwise, he can go up to Brisbane. I think Brisbane are keen for Danaher, so if they miss out on Danaher, someone to help them. I, I think Gold Coast and St. Kilda were interested. Um, I'm not, I wasn't too sure about those two teams. What do yeah. you think the rationale would be? I mean, the Saints already have three tours they're playing. Either Ryder or Marshall up forward. I couldn't see the Saints picking on this. They let go of Ryder at the end of this year. Um, Sands might be a good option too. They probably need a bit of experience. Um, but he's probably just too old for their timeline, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's the Suns. Yeah. And the conditions up there, if they play more night games, I don't think it's suited to have too many tolls up there. But I wouldn't mind him going to Queensland because I reckon those two teams have, um, we call it draft picks and players that yeah. could facilitate a good trade. Uh, St. Kilda, I'm not sure if they have the 
currency unless they want to put up a first future first or their current first rounder, which I don't know if they'll do. But uh, yeah, if Melbourne want to package something up with Polak, because I know I've read they've been into Jared Polak. Do you think he would be a good fit for the Ds? Yeah, I think so. I think Langham's worked on one wing, but yeah, Tomlinson has it on the other, so they do need um, a bit of pace. And I think they have some dollars freed up now because I think Bruce has said he wants to go. So they've probably got a bit of, and if they get let go of McDonald as well, um, yeah. yeah, they'll have some, they'll have some cap space. Yeah, I think um, depending on how much of Polak's contract we can oh, pay yeah. as well, I think um, if we can get a sort of second rounder for him, I think that's something I'd definitely consider. If he does move, would he become the first four club player in a since like Martin Pike? I think Martin Pike might have. Yeah, been. I think Pike was the last one. I think Kickett was the one before him. Who did, who did he start off? Us, you guys in Melbourne. Did he play for another team? Yeah, no, it's Brisbane. So Brisbane. Pickett, oh. did he start off in Brisbane? I oh, know, you mean, um, Pickett, yeah. Well, I think it was Frio, Essendon. Oh, okay. I don't know the other but there was four. I think there was four in there. Sydney, Sydney. Okay. I think it was a bit common back in the early 90s. And we'll, we might end on Higgins. Do you think um, Cats should go after Higgins? Yeah, I, I think the Cats either get Higgins or Crash. Like, with Ablett going, they'll they'll pick up a big fish, I think. Yeah, Higgins has probably got maybe two two more years at least, I think. He's, yeah, he's formed. He's formed uh, yeah, I think he's um, been pretty durable since he came over. And I think, uh, yeah, if they want to offer him another deal on top of next year's, because he's contracted for next year, but I think he wants another one. Uh, yeah, if we used to go to the Cats, uh, ideally I'd want to pick up great, like upgrade our pick 25 to the um, 16, 17, which will become like 21 after the compos and academy bids anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they might offer us only their pick thirty-three, which becomes close to forty potentially. Yeah, the Cats have three first rounders, I think, because of that Kelly trade with the Eagles. So yeah, you'd like yeah. to get more compo from the Cats than any other club. Yeah, and depending on if you can cover some of the salary. So hopefully, yeah, those three players can add us a stronger draft plan in this year's and next year. So I think it's important to um, yeah have. We've already got a sort of a strong draft and maybe uh, strengthen it a little bit more and then putting the rest into next year's yeah. to balance it out rather than just investing all of it all of it in first oh. would be good. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. So hopefully watch this space, I guess, with all the Roos players. Yeah, there's a lot of trade news, so we might do a little bit more yeah. next week since we have only two games to preview. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do we sign off? Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week after week one of the finals. All right, see so- ya.